0: This communion service was recorded Sunday, June 28, 2020. In the special message, Pastor Bobby Wood takes a brief look at five locations Jesus went. You know, I'm not going to preach. I want to share like a small meditation with you as we uh, get our hearts and minds on Christ. The Lord gave the church two ordinances, baptism, the Lord's Supper, and um, they say so much in themselves. And uh, we here at New Life, if you're a born again Christian, we consider you our brother and sister in Christ and you feel free to partake with us uh, this morning. Amen. And uh, we, matter of fact, I'm glad our visitors are here with us today. Amen, we're just glad you're here. But I wanna just try to just refresh your memory and I like to think of it as um, five places uh, that Jesus had to be at. They all start with the letter G to help you remember them. They're in the Bible. And this comes in the toward the end of his uh, short ministry. A lot of people don't realize Jesus is you know approximately 33 years old ministered three and a half years and uh, But uh, oh my goodness who can do what Jesus has done? Amen Amen. And so I just want you to walk with me a minute through these places Okay, just a minute and one of the things about these places even though they were they were important spiritual places in Jesus's life I want to remind you of a verse that Peter says Peter says that God is going to lead us in the steps of Jesus If God is conforming us to Christ we're going to experience some of those things okay so I want you to understand that these these are things that happen in your life too now the first place I want to take you to and I'm not gonna uh, you can find them in in the scriptures the first one is in John and Jesus is brought to this place Uh, Daphne and I had the privilege of going way down there somewhere in Jerusalem and they took us to this underground place in this big old place called The Pavement. And uh, John tells us it's called The Pavement. And in the Bible it starts with a G. It's called Gabbatha. Come on, say that with me, okay? Gabbatha. Gabbatha was the place where Jesus stood to be tried. And that was very important that Jesus try. Even Pilate said, can't find no fault in this man. And because Jesus was a sinless Savior. Amen? And so you know the whole trial was fake. They brought in mock witnesses and but there at Gabbatha uh, Jesus stood in the book of Exodus. They would take the lamb before it was sacrifice. And man, they would call these experts in and they would look this lamb over and there could not be one, I mean, just one blemish or he was disqualified. And so Jesus being the lamb of God was viewed and judged by the eyes of the world and nobody could find fault in this man, Jesus. (coughs) And brothers and sisters, we're going to be tried. The trial of our faith is more precious to God than gold, Amen. 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 And so we're going to have a we're going to have some Gabbatha small moments in our life, but Jesus was tried and tested before the. And you know what? Men are still trying and testing Him today, but praise God, He's still sinless Amen. and perfect, Amen. Amen. After Gabbatha, Jesus falsely found guilty was led out to a place called Golgotha and Golgotha is the place of the skull the side of the hill if you've ever seen pictures looks like a skull and Jesus was led and I, I just feel so pathetic just standing here trying to talk about these moments because they were so physically and, and emotionally a matter of fact I, I'm glad the Lord just reminded me That Golgotha's third. That before Jesus got to Golgotha, he was at a place called Gethsemane. Do you remember that place? Where Jesus, the agony and the weight and fear. But I want to tell you, it was not a sinful fear. Let me tell you what Jesus was in a sense afraid of. In Gethsemane, it was so overwhelming, you know that his sweat was like drops of blood. That's the agony emotionally and physically that Jesus, because all of the weight of the world and and all of the the forces of hell and everything, but Jesus, according to Hebrews chapter 5, Jesus was praying earnestly because he didn't want to die before he got to the cross. And God answered his prayer. And in the garden of Gethsemane, while his disciples were sleeping for sorrow, the heaviness on them, Jesus went. And man, you just try to picture it. He walked alone and he prayed and he did this three times. And then he come up with that masterful and said, Father, you know, this cup. He said, man, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And in his cup was all the sin of the world that he had to drink and the wrath of God on that sin. That's what Jesus had to drink. And the cup that we take today is a cup of salvation, the writer of Psalms says. I will joyfully take the cup of salvation. When When two Jews were going to get married, he would come and he would bring two cups for the engagement. And he he would pour wine in each cup. And he would drink his cup, signifying to her that he loves her and he's willing to commit his life to her. And if she drank of the cup, she was saying, I'm taking your cup and committed to you. And it was a beautiful sign. And today, it's us again, Jesus shouting from this table, this is how much I love you. If you Jesus is shouting from this table, if you don't think I'm committed to you, look, I shed my blood. And got into a body to come and 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 live in your world. This is this is no greater expression. There's no greater love than a man to lay down his life. And I hope you've come this morning to search your heart and mind and you're taking the cup, not because it's some religious ritual. Because you're taking this cup and saying, Jesus, I just want you to know that I love you with all my heart. And I'm taking this cup because you saved my soul. It's a love relationship. And they take him to Golgotha and he's crucified. And I'm not going to talk about all the details and things of that. I just want you, you and me to, to be reminded of Golgotha where the place that Jesus Christ was hung between heaven and earth. And I don't want you to look at the cross as a, as, a, as a symbol of pity, as if Jesus couldn't help himself. He said, I could call 12,000 legions of angels. As a matter of fact, I'd just like to jar your memory a little bit this morning and, and teach you something maybe you wasn't aware of. They would break the legs of people on a cross If they broke their legs, they would die sooner. When they went to break Jesus' legs, he was already dead. First of all, the Bible prophesied not a bone in his body would be broken. You know how he died? He died exactly when he chose to die. His death was a sovereign act. He didn't, you understand what I'm trying to tell you this morning? God is in control even from the cross. Doesn't that feel good this morning to know that church? Golgotha. Then he went from there as they come and took him, the fourth step was the grave. And they come and took his body. Joseph of Arimathea, you all remember that? They prepared the spices and so on. And they wrapped his body in fine linen. And there they laid him in that tomb. And you all know they rolled the stone just in case he might try to escape. Put soldiers in guard of the tomb just in case he might try and some of his friends to come. But there Jesus told the thief on the cross They carried his body down into that tomb. But let me tell you, he told the thief today, big boy, you're going to be with me in paradise. Peter tells us that he went down to paradise and he preached. You know what? He didn't preach a salvation message to get saved. Peter tells us that Jesus went down to paradise and he preached victory to the Old Testament saints. Emptied out paradise. And the last step of Jesus was to glory. Paradise has been emptied out. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Today, Jesus, he humbled himself as a man, as a slave. He was sold for 30 pieces of silver. But the father said, son, wow, you did it. And the Father exalted him. And the Father said, you be seated right here in the place of authority. And that's where he's at today, church. Let me tell you something. We have a risen living Savior. Amen. Amen. Father, our hearts are warmed by these facts. As our remembrances are stirred, Lord Jesus. Of all that you voluntarily came and suffered and endured, spit in the face, slapped, hated, despised, lied about. And a lot of the religious world couldn't stand the ground you walked on. They hated you so much, the sinless Savior, and they were had such anger and hatred that they nailed you to the cross. We know the devil, he was active in this, but Lord, they didn't know. They didn't realize that in their hatred and anger they were fulfilling. The Father's plan. Jesus, we love you today. You're the reason for life. You're the reason for song. And Lord, you're you're the reason for joy and peace. Lord, it just feels good to just steal away from the old world this morning and to be with my brothers and sisters as we celebrate you today, Lord. And so bless this moment with your presence. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I want you to remember something. Before Jesus came to earth, he, he didn't have a body. He had a glory and a beauty that no word could ever describe. Okay? But to show you how much he loves us, he not only came and took a body but is now for eternity in a nail scarred body wow we're so caught up on image today look what he sacrificed but we see past the nail scarred body and we see that glory amen amen amen, amen. amen. <clears throat> Jesus described himself as, as bread like when Moses and the children of Israel wow this in this day and time and um, the situation I mean, a lot of people jobless a lot of people in financial needs you know when I see this bread this not only symbolizes the broken body of Jesus but it symbolizes this God told the children of Israel, they walk 40 years in the wilderness, and they never lacked bread, bread from heaven. And let me tell you, God is not only my Savior, He's my provider. Amen. 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 He's our bread, church, and He is never going to leave us or forsake us, and He's going to meet all of our needs. Amen. Let's take the bread together today in honor of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know the cup. You all... Brothers and sisters in the Lord, know the value and preciousness of the blood of Jesus. Peter said, you've not been redeemed by silver and gold and vain traditions of men, but by the precious blood of the Lamb without spot or blemish." Behind this cup is a life, life of God's Son. The Bible says in Leviticus, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And so we know behind the blood it's the life, perfect life beautiful life and I just want to remind you brothers and sisters that we travel through this world right now with sufferings and sorrows I'm going to tell you something when you see Jesus you're going to forget about this side really fast and you're going to know how worth it's been to profess him and live for him amen amen and so because of the blood of Jesus there's a joy set before us and Jesus said the next time I meet with my family we're going to take communion together isn't that precious in honor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ praise the Lord after Jesus took (coughs) communion with his disciples the Bible says they sung a hymn okay amazing praise how sweet the sound that saved Thank you for listening to this sermon from New Life Ministry. We pray that God has spoken to you through it. For more about New Life Ministry, including other sermons, videos, and service times, please visit our website at www.nlmky.org.